question is this. Let's backtrack for a few seconds here. Yeah. When I ask you that question, it's like you only have like the smallest bit of asparagus in your mouth and you just swallow the whole thing as a reaction instead of just having a smaller bite? So I have a tendency with asparagus to just eat the entire stock in one go. So when you asked me the question, I was, I had just finished inserting the entire thing into my mouth. I, I, I make that mistake a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's, it, honestly, I don't have a good reason other than I've had just bad uh, times, like trying to tear asparagus up. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just like, I, 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 I just meant like the way, the way that it sounded, it was like, this, that was just the first time ever like taking the whole thing in your mouth at once mm -hmm. mm. no that I'm used to Hello, welcome to the VG Weekly Roundup, your number one unranked weekly video game podcast every Tuesday at 9.30 years p.m. Central Time and Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time. We come to you live with the week's collections of the biggest gaming news, host topics, and what we're playing right here at twitch.tv slash closp. That is twitch.tv slash closp. Please remember, you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, and one free monthly Twitch sub for any channel. We'll be the channel for you, but if not, you can still support us by liking, subbing, sharing. Retweeting, hearting, favoriting, starring, what, 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 it's, I don't know, all the things. Just, just take the clips. I, I tend to get clips and put them out there. Just throw them out there. Repost the fucking TikTok bullshit that I go ahead and make every time. And just, 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 just like throw, just get the ball and win. You gotta get the Go ball sports. and you gotta win. Yes, sports. Why is it always a ball? You ever think about that? Why is it always a ball? It's always a ball. I'll, I'll be honest Isn't with it? you. I've never thought about it. <laughs> it's always some kind of ball. Always. The, the, popu the popular ones, for sure. Always. Football? Stick in a ball. Stick it's in a ball. Baseball, it's a ball. Basketball, it's a ball. Uh, what is it? You know what's, you know what's also a ball? Hmm. Subbing. Subbing. Yeah, that's a ball. It's a blast, even. Subbing. It is. Especially when you already paid for it. Anyway, I'm your host, Izzabit. You can call me P. As always, I'm joined today by my co-host, the resident speedrunner and wannabe game dev, Minus of at Minus27 on Twitch. Howdy, howdy. This what? is episode 11 on, actually, Friday, June 24, 2022, because uh, yesterday didn't happen for multiple reasons, and also Tuesday didn't happen for multiple reasons, and those reasons are typically my fault. But, you know, we'll get there. Uh... This week we got for you, we're finally going to go ahead and cover the Capcom Showcase. It's, I know it's been a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and cover it finally. Talk about that last little bit for the Resident Evil news. Uh, discuss the most important news of all time uh, with, from Capcom as well that did not involve Resident Evil. Because, I mean, who needs more of that when you can have the thing we've all been waiting for. The extravaganza. But we'll get to that. Uh, and then all the Final Fantasy VII news because um, we're going to do that deep dive Final Fantasy VII. And then to prepare us for Tuesday, which will also be another deep dive into Final Fantasy, but that will be Final Fantasy 16. Because that's just, I don't know, you're going to get two podcasts back-to-back -back Final Fantasy that don't involve 14, because that that's cursed on this channel for some reason. Oh Someday. my god, it totally is. It never happened. It never oh happened. Oh my god, it totally is cursed. That makes me sad. It really is. Like, we just, we just want, we want to do it, but maybe, maybe like, one day everyone's just going to you know, the podcast. Ooh. You're gonna think it's a regular thing. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it like super, super like just not even see it coming. And then suddenly, there it is. Fourteen podcasts. We're not, we're not even gonna say it. I'm just gonna somehow magically convince Minus and Gallant to be here without telling anyone, and we're just gonna go. We should totally do it when they do the, the drop the release that has that island thing you can just live on for no reason. Remember that content they were talking about? You mean uh, Harvestville? Uh, I, I forget what they were calling it. The fourteen like content that you can just yeah, like the, go the Farmville, and... yeah, Farmville, yeah, the Farmville kind of thing. When they dropped yeah. that, <laughs> Harvest Moon was I'm thinking about, but no, it's uh, Farmville, Harvest Moon, all that. Yeah, no, uh, we we got people in the FC who were very jazzed about that. So, uh, 
I still need to do the update. I need, I need to know the story, what's, what's coming next. I haven't done it yet. I need, I need to sit down and do it. It's not even long. I just haven't done it. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's all in uh, the show later. But before we get all of that, we will ask the same question we always do. Minus. What you been playing? So I jumped into a game that's been around for a little bit called Raft. Um, I'm You probably know from maybe if you had watched our... Um, when we watch the showcases and stuff, and I'm a bit of a sucker for those survival style games, um, especially ones. Oh yeah. I mean, shocker, right? Uh, nice. especially ones that have more purpose than just being a sandbox. You know, they, they have a, a bit of a narrative, uh, a goal to target with, and you know, it kind of gives you that, that deeper reason to build and collect just so that you can accomplish something specific. Um, so Raft came out with its uh, 1.0 release uh, and the final parts of their, as far as I know, the final parts of their story, uh, some quality of life stuff. And uh, so it is now officially released. And so I have been playing it. I have been having a great time playing it. And um, I'm not entirely sure if I'm having more fun playing it alone or I also have one I'm playing with uh, my friends. It's just awesome. So if uh, if that's your if that's your speed, if that's the kind of stuff you like, I mean, it's 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 a solid one. Um, several years in early access, kept updating, kept changing and finally released. So I'm very happy, very happy with that. OK, real quick, real quick. So I'm watching this trailer. One. That's not how buoyancy works. Two. Um, so they're they're going around with um, magic raft because the raft is is just that it's it's a, a raft. It's a flat uh, wood bottom of multiple pieces of wood. Yes, but it's mm -hmm. just flat. There's no like you know the coverage of the whole thing that boats have that make them boats and make them work. None of that. It's still flat, true. flat wood, and that's things true. is built on top of it. So magic buoyancy. That that's one on it, but. You're, that is the process to get to these, like, space ocean cities? Yeah, uh, uh, without diving too much into the lore so you can enjoy it, you, you, you really just wake up at the beginning of the game in the middle of the ocean on, like, four pieces of wood side by side, right? And that's your small raft, and you have a hook, and that's it. And you use the hook to pull in supplies, and then you make the raft bigger, and then you add stuff on it. And yeah, just like what you see here, they're pulling in materials and they're making the raft bigger Then they're stopping at islands, getting more stuff and it just builds and builds and builds. So uh, you are right. Uh, the raft is absolutely that kind of flat uh, ridiculousness. Uh, I will say that you can see they have like sails and stuff to help guide it a bit better. And eventually you put like engines on this raft. Um, although you never really make it a boat, it always remains a raft. That is very important. Minus? Yeah. That's not a raft. <laughs> that is an aquatic magic carpet. <laughs> and what is with this what is with this board? No, hold on. we're gonna go back real quick. Hold on. What is this what is this board? This board movement. What look at this. Look look at this. No no no. Do you like that where it impaled you, right? It didn't impale you. That's just a really aggressive cuddle. Look at that. Just like hug, 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 hug. And that was like, it's, like it's, this yeah. this man is in love. He just like hug it, <laughs> It's like, fairly terrifying uh, when you're playing because that thing that thing moves fast. Oh, that's a machete. I don't have that yet. Um, anyway, I'm getting excited. Uh, it's a great game. So, yeah. Also, can we stop the shark propaganda? A shark would not attack a random raft in the middle of the ocean. That this there's no reason for it. Like it is not a dog. It doesn't look for a chew toy. Yeah, I'm told that the the shark's name is Bruce, um, and trademark, trademark, uh, and, and he is a uh, he is a uh, he is a special shark. Have you seen the Have you seen that video going around that was, or that was going on a few weeks ago of the uh, turtle from Finding Nemo, and the guy who was like, "I like a good turtle soup." No, I haven't seen that one. You need to look that up. I'm not going to spoil, uh. but you need to look that up. Okay, <laughs> it's a, it's a beautiful beautiful video. It's just ah, oof. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that was a good. That was a good movie. Um, well, what about you, P? Uh, we talked a little bit about Raft, uh, but what have you been playing? Eh, a lot of games. We'll talk about that later, though. We'll, we'll worry about that on. Oh, you'll talk. Days. Okay, got gotcha. you. You'll yeah. talk about it the yeah. next one. Yeah, we'll, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. we'll worry about that next time. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I'm not talking about it yet. I play. A, I play a lot of games. Um, this hopefully going to be a big weekend of uh, streaming a lot of um, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I've been trying to play that for a week and it hasn't happened. You would think, well, what's stopping you? Myself. Like, how do how do you mean? Depression, medication, it does things to you. Oh yeah, it certainly does. Anyway, folks. First up on this week's gaming news, we're gonna finally go, we're gonna take a uh, step back, and we're gonna talk about Resident Evil at a Capcom showcase in June 2022. The big scene they went ahead and showed off. They showed off trailers for the Resident Evil 4 remake, the Resident Evil 8. I'm calling it 8. Okay, it doesn't matter <laughs> that it says Village. We all see the same goddamn logo. It's Resident Evil. Eight. Unless you're telling me they're going to go back and make a proper Resident Evil 8. Well, you know what? No, we're going to it's going to talk about the mercenaries mode, getting two of the bad guys in there as new characters, along with Chris and his iconic boulder punch. Um, and uh, also third person. Well, am I, am I allowed? Am, am I allowed Resident Evil fans to call it Resident Evil 8 if it's in third person like it always should have been? Hmm. That we've done away <laughs> with your bullshit first person-ness. Am I allowed to call it Resident Evil 8 then? Hmm? I forget if we were calling it Resident Evil 8-age. I think... Or or Valadage. I can't remember. I I don't know. I, Ultima's not here to yell at me, so I, I can't be... I can't stop. <laughs> um, they also announced the next-gen upgrade, free upgrades for Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and Resident Evil 7. Uh, and also the announcement that Resident Evil... Reverse is coming out the same day as the uh, Shadow of Rose DLC. Because, yes, there will be Shadow of Rose DLC that will go ahead and be um, a continuation of the Resident Evil Villate game story where you play as the daughter of the protagonist, Ethan. It was Ethan Winters, right? That sounds right. I don't know. Either way, they gave Ethan the face and was like, well, might as well go all in. And they gave uh, Rose uh, her own DLC, which looks really cool. Hey, you want you know what makes it really cool? The fact they can do full-on cinematics again. Because why? Because why? Because third fucking person. Because third fucking person. You imbeciles. You fools. You, you absolute... Neanderthals with your first person this. Yeah, I get the I'm getting the vibe that you enjoy the third person mode that's coming out. Well I haven't played yet, so I don't know if I enjoy it, but you know what I do know? That I really don't like first person. Yeah, I can tell that, yeah. By the way, we'll be streaming Halo uh two, the anniversary edition, uh, after the stream. Uh please join. Please sub. Enjoy the content. Uh yeah, but then that's that. I don't know. I they they also announced like, for me the biggest thing was the DLC does look cool. It may be interested in the story, and then they announced that Resident Evil Village will be getting a third person mode. Um, and I don't know. I thought it looked cool. I'm not even lying. Like I I, I joke about it a lot, but I really do prefer third person. I've never been an FPS person really. Um, and I thought it looked really good. Like whatever work they put into it, it did honestly look interesting, and cool. It made me want to actually play it this time around. So when this drops, I'll probably go back and play it. Yeah, sounds like a good opportunity to do so. Yeah. Uh, did you did, did you play the new Resident Evils? Uh, I'm a baby. That's fair. I watch people play it. Well, I mean, if 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 you're a baby, then they have mommy there. I'm just. Oh, that's true. Hmm. You shouldn't see that. Like, just to get a sense of scale for those boss fights. I've seen those boss fights. Like, they, they look like it would be really impressive in third person. So, I'm excited for that, again. 
Uh, but yeah, no, okay, so that's, we'll worry more about that in the future. Uh, outside of that, oh, did I, did I walk away? Did I, did I not show the trailer? I did not show the trailer. Um. Oh, yeah, for, for the seven stuff. No, no, I, I didn't show the trailer for the Risen, the Risen Evil stuff we were talking about. Whoops, yeah. my bad. Um, nah. Now you, you know, know how to audio. Now you know how to audio listeners feel. YouTube. Um. <laughs> yeah, just taking a quick look at that. Um, yeah, you're right. That's just a totally different vibe, uh, and not in a bad way. Yeah. Like I'm excited for it. They also um, for, like what the fourth time in the uh, not E3 week uh, showed off Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And I mean, I don't know what to say. It's Monster Hunter Rise. Was anyone that wasn't sold on this need to be more sold on this? I'm I'm gonna be there day one. Like I'm excited. I want to play more Rise. I'm I'm not. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll give it to them that they apparently are releasing on PC at the same time. So good on them for catching up in that way. Unlike mm -hmm. with World that had that weird like wait time period. But uh, I'm still going to be on Switch because that's where my friends are. Um, I like Monster Hunter. I do not like Monster Hunter enough to go back and replay that entire first base game of it. Just, just to enjoy this on the PC. Especially when it only gets like maybe, I've, I've been told between like 70 and 80 frames. So, I mean, cool. Awesome. I, anything's better than 30. But still, I, you know, it's not going to go that hard. Um, Thought the same thing with World. I tried playing through it again just to play it on PC. Uh, it's just so much. It's so much work. Yeah. I will say though, I'm playing World with the the FPS boost. Um, like a, like a different game, even on console. Like it's it's like a different game. I remember playing oh, yeah. that. I remember loading that up on uh, my PS5. I was like, man, that looks so cool. But that is such not a good Monster Hunter game. This is such not a good Monster Hunter game. Um. But yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited to go back to Rise. I'm excited to have fun with that. Um. Charge Blade doesn't it doesn't get that as much love as it you know the other ones did this time around, but that's okay. It's still got cool stuff. I'm hyped for my uh, uppercut attack thing that I'm seeing on there. And then also they showed off. They ended up by showing off. Of, oh, did I ever sign up for this? Um, Exo Primal. More gameplay for Exo Primal, which is the. Uh, third-person Overwatch horde mode slay dinosaurs in a virtual world while you just you're said a, lot a, of words. Ninja, a ninja robot game. And, you know, I did say a lot of words, but I gotta be honest with y'all. I, I have one weakness in this life. And that is a lot of words. <laughs> like, you, and that, if you... If your description of a game is a lot of words, I, I, I'm, I'm probably in. Like I am in for Exo Primal. Like I, I know, I I know people are like all about like what the fuck's the point of this? Like you know what? I don't know, and I love it for that. I don't know what the point is here, but it's third person robot shooter against dinosaurs with like six people and hammers and just like super jumps and I look. I just, it's, this is so Capcom. Yes. Like, it's so Capcom, I can't even right now. Like, mm -hmm. um, I just got, vi what game was that? What game was that? It's a Capcom game where you were on this, like, completely cold planet. Lost Planet. Uh, that's it, Lost Planet. I just got mm -hmm. Lost Planet vibes for some reason, and I don't know why. Uh, I mean, Lost Planet was, you, you're in a, uh, you're a third-person shooter, and you're sh shooting giant monsters, so. Oh well, that's probably, yeah, that's probably sometimes a big part in of robots, it. yeah. So I mean, it's part of it, yeah. Like I don't know, the more and more I saw it, the more and more I was like, "This looks that is so fun. many dinosaurs." It looks, looks hella fun. It looks so yeah. much fun. Uh, it looks ridiculously stupid and fun. And that's I'm I'm about it. A random falling plane. I don't know how dinosaurs made a plane fall, but I'm here for it, sure. And the fact there's apparently even be even PVE stuff where like while you're fighting these dinosaurs on this like city weird map, whatever the fuck, there are other players as well you can fight. It's like I'm again, a lot of words, folks. A lot of words. I'm simple, simple fool. Like 
But you know what? I like being civil because that means I can have fun with damn near anything. And I'm going to have mm-hmm. some damn fun with Exo Primal coming 2023. Team based wow. action. There is also a, uh, what's it all? Um, beta apparently coming out for it. So that'll be cool. It'd be, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to, nice to touch, nice to, to try out. And they ended the showcase by cucking me. I like that word right now. Whatever makes you laugh. They made me wait three extra days to get my Dragon's Dogma. I was not amused. I... You you could see me just barge into Ultima Stream when this happened, and I was not amused. Because I had just gone out of work, and then that happened to me. I remember hearing about it, too, from you. And so past just hearing about it. Because um, <laughs> I remember your relieved post days later. Yes. Because that goes into... The next new story, and the most important one that we will ever cover on this podcast. Dragon's Dogma 2 is officially in development, and it is being built in the RE engine. This is from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Capcom has officially announced Dragon's Dogma 2, a sequel to the studio's 2012 action RPG. Uh, Hideki Itsuno, the director of the original Dragon's Dogma, announced the sequel at the end of the 10 years of Dragon's Dogma livestream Tuesday. Oh, no, t- today. Today, yeah, because the celebration was on that day. Uh, besides learning that it, that it... I think they meant other words. Besides learning that the new game is being developed on the RE engine, we received no further information about the game besides a logo on a shirt worn by Itsuno. Just so we're clear, folks, I know plenty of podcasts have said this, but it's, it's because, like, look, all these people, they get, you know, celebrities, what the fuck, to be all hype and crazy. No, you want to know what's the hypest moment, the most heartfelt and beautiful moment of any kind of game announcement? Get the director, get the developers, wherever they are, and in unison, have them unzip the hoodie and show. And that's. I love it every time. I love it every time. The hoodie unzip. The hoodie reveal. Who isn't about this? Who doesn't love that? I'm a fan. Dragon's Dogma was directed by Capcom Hideki. Uh, it's, you know, best known for his work on Devil May Cry. Dragon's Dogma focuses on real-time combat in a dark medieval fantasy world. Intrigued uh, combat in a dark medieval fantasy world intrigued fans. Oh no, dragons! Dragons yeah, dogmas. Yeah. Okay, that's I don't know about whatever sentence formation. Uh, but it was the deep action system, AI controlled allies, and deep RPG roots that earned a lot of fans, even when the series failed financially. You all suck. Like. I remember when that happened. When that came out, I kept telling everybody, this is such a cool game. People that played it, loved it. But you know what? You were all too busy playing fucking Skyrim. Yeah. I remember specifically, because I was playing Skyrim like a week before Dragon's Dogma came out, because it came out like a week before it. And I was like, I mean, that was my first time playing an Elder Scrolls game. I was like, well, I mean, I guess I can kind of see how people are excited about this, whatever the fuck. It's like, oh, magic, fantasy, sword fighting. Okay, well... Sure, I mean, I can go third person. So, you know, and I was like, well, it's pretty cool. Sure, I think I can get into it if I try hard enough. And then Dragon's Dogma came in and showed me how you're actually supposed to do a dragon fight. How many times have you people just bought Skyrim? We played the same fucking game over and over again. And he- all these years later. I think I bought Skyrim more, time, like, more times than I have consoles. I don't know how it's possible, uh, but I've done it. I do. You're all fools. <laughs> and you deserve the suffering you find. Bethesda, they know how to do it. Oh my goodness. You said there's dragons in this game? Yes. Giant, <laughs> actually of scale dragons that you have to fight and still has the best dragon fight in video game history. Like, I will never go back to Skyrim again, but simple fact of, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. 
Yeah, that's a doing. You want to fight a dragon? You play Dragon's Dogma. That's what you do. That's the only real way to fight a dragon. While fans hoped for a proper sequel was dim, Capcom's high-profile data leak, which indicated Dragon's Dogma 2 in the works, led to new optimism. I probably should have finished that first before I went off, because, you know, it's kind of a weird place to drop off at this point. But, you know, Dragon's Dogma 2! Dragon's Dogma 2! I'm so happy. I'm so excited. People don't know what it was. It was, um, yeah, again, dark fantasy, a magic world where you made your character after having your heart being stolen by a dragon, and then your job was, you became known as the Arisen, who was destined to help the world by fighting off monsters and dragon, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you find out that you, as, as the Arisen, you have um, the power to access pawns who were like magical uh beings that look like humans but are not and are specifically designed to aid you in your quest you get up to four of them one of your own choosing who is your personal pawn but also you would be able to trade or you had to trade out uh pawns from other people as well who were their pawns but that uploaded online and it was really cool there was the first time then games i think they, they did that so successfully and um it was awesome because you can make your own you can make your own character and then make your pawn as well. You were able to change classes um, by going to a certain place to do so. But the story doesn't stuff very well. It only uh, story was not good um, at all. But the combat was just so much fun. It was just so enjoyable. The world was cool. They had no fast travel in it, so they also made it suck a lot. That was a big detractor for a lot of people. Um, but uh, then they also did have the sequel, or I'm sorry, the DLC uh, expansion, Dark Arisen, which I still to this day have not been able to go back to because I just I couldn't take the hurt after knowing that it had failed financially and thinking I was never going to get more. Now I know. Now I'm ready. And at some point this year, that's going to happen. Maybe next year. I don't know. We don't actually know when Dogma 2 is coming. So but we know we got a shirt. We know we got a shirt. <clears throat> I think that is uh, a really nice like ending note and takeaway. Uh, there's usually not you have to wonder the incentive capcom has to put its faith in a game that failed financially originally uh to say well we didn't make our money on it but we see the we see who loves it now and perhaps that's what they're feeding on um, well so here's the thing so technically speaking and i wish gallant was here cuz they know the story better than i do um, uh, Hideki was basically one of the dudes behind Devil May Cry, you know, um, he, they basically, as people who, who know around this time period is also when they tried to reboot DMC because they were trying to, they wanted to make their games more successful. They wanted the games to sell better. And so it came to a point of like, okay, were they... We're giving their games to different groups, different companies to try and see what they can make of it, you know, what look for it. It didn't really pan out the way they wanted it to, so they kind of came back and basically told him, hey, what do you want to do here? Like, uh, do you, will you do so? Um, what, what can we do for you? And it was like, we're only going to let you go ahead and try try again with one thing or the other. What do you want to try again? Devil May Cry or... Um, Dragon's Dogma, and he'd been hurt pretty bad because you know because of what happened before, where they basically took it from him, and he effectively said, "I will help with uh, Dogma Cry if you let me make Dogma Two, and that was the agreement. So they made Dogma Cry Five, and it was the massive success that it was. So yeah, it's been kind of inevitable that we would finally get Dragon's Dogma, but there was no real say on when it was going to happen and how it's going to happen. So seeing it happen now, woo, woo, wee. I am so happy to see true action games coming back. No more of these fucking stamina bars, boring, stale, unimaginative, Look how hard our boss is because we don't know how to design reactive combat bullshit. No, no, we're back in the age of you will learn to fight better. You will learn to grind better. You will learn all of the subsets or the game's going to straight up tell you you suck. Because that's what I grew up on. 
Do people think you know difficulty because the boss is hard for you? No. When I grew up, my action games, my action games, rated me. They graded me live while I was playing them. They told me directly when I had an A, an S, a B, a C. They told me when I just straight up sucked. You don't know how to deal with that kind of pressure. All you know was fail and try again. All I knew was humiliation until you got good. That's the real getting good, you little bitches. And you're all gonna learn. But I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Minus, you good? You, good? you know, you know what I'm excited about. Hmm. I'm excited about our next topic. <laughs> I mean, excitement is real because this is technically three stories. I did not say you had to do all three, but you, you, oh. Midas was like, ah, yes, I want all three. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about this. Um, so kind of branching into uh, into more of my area of excitement. Uh, I can't say mine, right? But uh, something I'm very excited about is that we got a little uh, block here for a lot of the Final Fantasy VII announcements that came out recently. We'll start with uh, Crisis Core, the Final Fantasy VII reunion that's been announced for this winter. This is uh, from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII is really real with Zack in all his glory. Announced at today's Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is planned for release on Xbox Series X and S, PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC sometime this winter. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is a prequel to the original Final Fantasy VII released for PSP in the West in 2008. The game gained unexpected new relevance when Final Fantasy VII Remake seemed to include a shot-for-shot -shot remake of Crisis Core's ending, but drastically changed its outcome, seemingly setting up a prequel protagonist, Zack Fair, for an appearance in the main games. <clears throat> so that, that's all that's written here. Uh, I was a big fan of Final Fantasy VII growing up, uh, and, I, and, and P and I talked a little bit before the show about Crisis Core, uh, on PSP, that was around the time, you know, because 2008, we were graduating high school and uh, PSP is there. And, you know, it was something for us to, to play and do. Uh, <clears throat> but I guess it was it was a thing that we couldn't uh, we, we just didn't finish. Right. We didn't uh, really dedicate into probably just because of the time. Um. And so when I see this, it excites me that I have another chance to play it and probably in a more modern setting too. Uh, modern controls and it looks really good. And I'm excited. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm super happy. Like I, I love Crisis Core. Like I still to this day, I have yet to actually get, be able to play like the entirety of the original Final Fantasy VII. I hope to do that at some point within before uh, part two drops um next year but like i'll, I'll probably i i think i was i tried multiple times this didn't happen for you know i didn't catch when i was a kid didn't really have that kind of time or money uh the ability to do so you know i just I kind of missed out on the like the earlier ones or those that, that, that golden age of the uh revamp of final fantasy games um so it'd be cool to uh, finally experience that uh but i did was there like you said for Crisis Core on PSP, and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I was so into it at that point. I kind of came in, got all the like the after stuff of Final Fantasy VII that I really enjoyed. Um, and like just getting to actually sit down and play Crisis Core again, because I don't. Know, it was just, like we said before the show. It was the story of the PSP. The PSP was was the console of getting right to the end of a game and then never finishing it for some reason. And then years later, even, I remember I was like, the last thing, I, the reason I never finished or went back to my PSP was because I played hundreds of hours on it for uh, Valkyria Chronicles 2, of all things. That went on for goddamn ever, to the point that eventually the joystick just popped off. And, yeah, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done here. So, seeing this, very happy. I'm excited to go back. They call it a remaster, but uh, we mentioned before as well. It looks it looks a little bit better than a remaster. 
I actually pulled up Square Enix Games' um, U.S. website talking about the mm-hmm. reunion. Uh, yeah. And so on their official night, there's some there uh, on their official site. There's some notes here okay. um, that I'm going to read off. And so it says Crash, uh, the reunion game uh, is a true remaster that follows the original narrative. Zach Fair's mission to find the missing soldier Genesis uh, Rhapsodus. It features multiple improvements from the original game. For example, the graphics have been converted to HD uh, with all the 3D models for, from the characters to everything else being fully refreshed. Uh, what's more, the dialogue is now fully voice acted, and there's a new arrangement for the soundtrack. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I miss. I'm gonna miss original Zach's voice. I really am. But, um, what can you do? Yeah. It's cool. It's gonna be fully voiced, though. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It will be. It will be. I. Uh, I look forward to it. We're gonna get Gungaga in HD. Uh huh. Gungaga in HD. <laughs> About it. I'm this really um. It. So this announcement kind of bleeds into uh, when you start talking about the kind of this new timing of Final Fantasy VII stuff. It bleeds into the next thing everyone wants to know about is uh, when part two though. Right, the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, clearly being made in parts. When part two though, so uh, from from Casey David Moore Taylor from IGN, Final Fantasy VII remake part two comes out next winter. Square Enix has revealed their the first trailer for Final Fantasy VII remake part two, and is officially called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Revealed during Square Enix's 25th anniversary event for the original Final Fantasy VII, the second part in the company's planned multi-part series will release next winter, 2023. Rebirth appears to divert dramatically from the plot of Final Fantasy VII, where it was left off in Remake. In keeping with the ways in which Remake already indicated the sequence of events might not be the same as fans of the original remember. In the trailer, we got to see a lot of Crisis Core's Zack Fair, for instance, who is supposed to have died at the end at the end of the original crisis core spoilers um but was set up for an appearance during remake since we got since we also got an announcement of a crisis core remake called reunion which we previously just talked about uh it's likely we'll see all these stories dovetail into something new and unexpected oh when i played through the uh when i played through the remake uh i kept asking myself what are they going to touch? Because uh, I was hoping they would touch something, right? It looked beautiful. I loved the way it played. I had a lot of fun with it. But I knew the story. So I thought to myself, am, am I just being retold this in a prettier way? And uh, I feel that the way that they played out Remake to... I worded it to myself once before, is they kind of... They, they kind of... Um, expected me to ask those questions and then kind of throw it in my face in a weird way. Like if, so for anyone who's played the remake, there's those uh, kind of like those, those ghosty, yeah. uh, those ghosty kind of things that are floating around something that you never really saw before in the original. It always seemed to show up in places where plot points were kind of important and things were seeming a little strange from the original and things weren't acting right. And then they kind of show up and it, it kind of felt, uh, I played it in my head was like, Oh, look, it's all the kind of gatekeepers coming in and fixing the story <laughs> is that way. I played it in my head, trying to like make it right again. This is how it's supposed to be. Um, and so if you, if you play through remake, you find that, uh, uh, there's a, there's a lot that they can do with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see what they do especially if you've seen the trailer some of the the things they touch on uh the trailer has one piece of dialogue that i found super fascinating is a dialogue between tifa and cloud i believe uh who are talking about the events that happen in in niflheim uh nibble nibbleheim whatever their town was i'm mixing up the names right now um, i blown up you're fine yeah but uh, they they had this interesting dialogue back and forth about um, almost like accusations towards Tifa about I saw you die, right in that in that in like that encounter with Sephiroth in the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of attacked you. I saw you die. So why are you here? Like 
uh, and I heard that I was like, oh, oh, this is great. I remember when I played through originally, I thought, you know, that is kind of weird. Uh, do they ever explain that? I can't remember. Um, a bit of a, bit of a fever lived. dream. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I am so excited. Okay. Yeah. So I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Whew. You want okay. to continue on the next one before we jump in, or? Uh, yeah, you know what? I will. Um, because it it kind of uh, it all connects. It kind, of, it kind of wraps it. It kind of wraps it up in a it's nice bow. It's all connected, folks. All uh, the, the the same. Um, well, so Casey David Moore Taylor from IGN has another article stating the Final Fantasy VII remake is now a three part trilogy. So we'll dive in today at Square Enix's. Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary Celebration Livestream, the next installment in the Final Fantasy VII universe, Rebirth, was revealed in a brand new trailer. Alongside the information, it was also revealed that Rebirth would be the second in what is now a three-part trilogy from Square Enix. The trilogy situates itself in the greater Final Fantasy VII compilation with the newly announced Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which will be out this winter. Final Fantasy VII Remakes fans uh, stayed faithful to the original in many ways, but there were a number of changes that had fans both confused and intrigued for what's to come, which you can tell from how I've been speaking lately is exactly how I felt. In a separate message, uh, Nomura said that development on Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Three has already begun. Today's new trailer asked the question, what is fact and what is fiction? This points towards some of the larger narrative changes featured in the remake of the beloved 1997 JRPG. The trailer features more questions than answers as we see Cloud with his trusty buster sword on his back walking alongside Sephiroth on the outskirts of some mountains. Final Fantasy VII uh, has announced a number of spinoffs in recent years with Ever Crisis, a different kind of remake, and Final Soldier, a battle royale. Uh, while we don't have an exact date for the release of the trilogy's second part, uh, we do know that it's due next winter, 2023. Between now and then, eager players can delve into the story of Zack and Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Okay. So that's the Final Fantasy VII articles out of the way. When I heard about the remake coming out, a part of me kind of assumed it was a trilogy. Um, and I, well, I mean, they went back and forth on it early on. Like, yeah, I, I, even without hearing from them, I think when I heard about a remake and knowing, well, I doubt the whole thing will be in there. It's just so much. And maybe the disc stops, right? The disc stops seem to maybe be a natural stopping point for each part. And so I, th I think that's where I came up with the three part in my own head. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that actually is where it happens, because uh, we know where the second disc of Final Fantasy VII ends. Uh, and the plot points that happen there. And I don't know if that's where this one will end, although it is a natural narrative point um, to kind of leave, which made it so impactful the first time it happened. So, but also we don't even know how much the story is going to be different or changed. So I have yeah. no idea, uh, but it is nice to hear it, right? We, we're not breaking this thing up into six, seven parts, um, nor is there any belief that part two is going to have the rest of it. Like, it's good to know. So, like, yeah. I stand by that they are, I believe, um, the wording for it indicates that um, the idea is to go ahead and have three, the three parts of the story be, you know, uh, the retelling of the story be, uh, you know, parts one, two, and three. Uh, and then we have Reunion. I still hold to my theory that I've had since I played, of all games, Dirds of Cerberus. Way yes. back in the day, which was the Vincent, uh, the Vincent game. I believe this is all working towards us going to uh, the end of Final Fantasy VII, but change drastically, and then we get a proper sequel. I, 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 think, I, I think it's a bait and switch. I think we're going to get Reunion as the prequel. Uh -huh. I think we're going to get to Part Three, the end of Final Fantasy VII, and then we'll get a proper like new game sequel. Do you think? Because I'm think seeing they're, some. They're going to involve the the brother of Loveless, who was a character, or no, Genesis, who you meet in uh, uh, Crisis Core. And there is a, a, something about that, and then the concerning that at the end of Dirge of Cerberus. So there is more story to tell. I think it 
it'll be yeah. through, kind of pick some points of like playing with advent children yada yada all that and kind of just going from there so i, I think i think we're actually setting up for everyone's going to think it's going to be the end at part three but then we actually go into a sequel that's um personally. yeah I, I was i was sitting here thinking about it as soon as you started saying it i, I was saying okay well they have this remake um and there and it sounds like something that i'm loving that they're doing is they're filling in the gaps with other content right yeah. so we have this reunion uh crisis core remake in between the two final fantasy 7 uh releases and i'm so happy about that because it gives me content to ingest that still plays into my experience when i get to the next part uh, i was thinking in my head like do i maybe they'll do the remake of dirge of cerberus between two and three yeah it feels a little odd there but also i mean does it i wonder if that matters um, well, so technically speaking the original timeline of seven is uh crisis core with zach the game itself with uh, cloud and then advent children which was a continuation and then timeline wise dirge servers of vincent was the final new story we got in final fantasy 7 it was the latest story that we got in it so I think the the points we hit on there, because obviously there is more story to tell in that world after, even after Advent Children. So I think there's more to it. I think they want to tell an a new story or, or um, a continuation story for the, the world of Seven. I think they want that. It's become its own series. I think we get a fourth full-on Final Fantasy Seven game. Yeah. Making that call now. Christ, uh, Dirge of Cerberus 2. The recerberusing. Uh, exactly yeah dirge exactly. to electric boogaloo there you go all right moving on uh last story of the day is uh from gamesindustry.biz danielle uh partis uh epic launches crossplay tools for steam and epic game store epic games has announced a new crossplay tool that'll let developers connect their games and co communities across different storefronts and platforms as it stands two players that own the same game on two different storefronts can't play uh, cannot play it together with this tool developers can enable crossplay across two services in a blog post epic also said that the tool will also let players roll their friends list across multiple platforms into one single list as well as offer search tools and game invites across two launchers the tool currently works between Epic Game Store and Steam, but console and mobile functionality is also in the works. Crossplay gives all friends the opportunity to come together and create uh, create fond memories across interactive experiences, said Epic Senior Director of Online Services, Simon uh, Aliz. I think I got that right. We'll see. Um, we are in the fortunate position to drive change in the industry with crossplay tools for all developers, and we believe that connecting friends communities will take the gaming industry into its next major growth spurt and it, the next billion players. Good on Epic. Like, I'm, yeah. We yes. were just, earlier today, we were just talking about a story of uh, needing to do a workaround for uh, online gaming. That's right. It was for TNMT. Mm hmm. Yep. We were actually having a little bit of trouble with uh, cross play um and ended up because it's free on on uh game pass yep so a chunk of us were just downloading it on pc from game pass but some folks had it on um steam probably or something and we ran into some uh challenges playing together so we ended up having to use a like a remote play uh functionality but uh cross play is not a new concept nor is it something that uh people you know, our, it, it's 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 not a it doesn't feel like a nice to have anymore. It feels like an expectation yeah. that if I have a game, I want to be able to play it. I don't really care where they downloaded it from yeah. as a player. And uh, of, of uh, Epic has that weight and I like to see them throw it around on concepts like this. So yeah. well, I'm all for it. Like at this point, I I can't. For the life of me, I can't think of another game I'm going to buy on PlayStation that is new. So anything new and, hey, don't you want this type of thing? I can't think of what else it would be in PlayStation. Like, even with God of War, I'm probably going to skip it because I'll get to it eventually. 
whatever. Like, it just doesn't speak to me the way it does. So Sony can't get my money there. Microsoft can't not get my money because <laughs> of the fact that they have Game Pass. So and I, they're I done know. waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. They're done waiting for me. And you know what? <laughs> it worked. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here now. And um, with Epic uh, Game Store, they do have a lot of their games. They, you know, they, they're willing to shell out that money. Like, hey, here's extra money. Come lose your game on our service first. And, you know, let people play. Like, okay, cool. I know people still hate on the Epic Game Store instead of Steam because of exclusivity, but they're free launchers, so I don't know what the fuck people are talking about. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. again, I think it's, it's a smart move of, like, they know there's going to be some people who they're just not going to get their money from. So, easier thing. Again, stop waiting for people to come to them. They're going to come They're gonna come to everybody else. Like, hey, you want to just banish everything together? Here you go. Here's the thing. Like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm about this new age of come to me. I'm about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. So if there's one, if there's one thing I've thought about with Epic Game Store is that Steam came first, and Steam is a household name. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone, I would, I would argue, just about anyone who's a PC gamer has Steam, and they've got uh, at least a game on it that they care about, they play. Um, Steam is probably in every household now. Yeah. Uh, and where, whereas Epic Game Store came later, and some of their exclusives. Uh, and some of the free games that they put out uh, every month or so probably help drive that a little bit. Um, as a consumer, a, a concern I've had for some games on the Epic Game Store was that I knew that my who I would play with wouldn't have it there. Um, and with with this change, uh, I think a, a good example for me was Satisfactory. Satisfactory is a game. Um, is 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 a it's not an exclusive but it came out first at least their uh, early access came out first on epic um it's on steam now and a concern i had when getting it was uh am i gonna be able to play with other people on it or should i just wait until it's on steam that's gonna help the decision when i can think oh it's on epic game store that's fine I can just get it there, and then if when it comes out of Steam, whatever other people can get it. Like, yeah. Like if they're willing to do that, then sure. Like if I don't have the hesitation, why not? Like I'm down with it. Sure. If this crossplay also eventually does get to a point where they even eliminate it doesn't matter what Sony wants, make it available for like consoles too. Fuck yeah, I'm in for it. Like an example of I went ahead and I got some. Um, uh, what was the one that just oh. came out? Stranger in Paradise on PS5. I didn't really want to get it on that. I just didn't want to risk the PC version being bonked. And it had a multiplayer version. I thought maybe I can play with some friends. Um, so fine, I'll get it on the thing a lot of my friends have, which is the PS5. Um, multiplayer never happened, which is fine. I still need to go back and beat the game anyway, so it's not that's, that's a big deal. Um, but if it was a thing where like, oh, I could have just bought it on PC and just kind of dealt with it there. Like, yeah, I probably would have given them the money first. I heard there was some jankiness on there, but I mean, Epic's got a refund policy, so I could work up with that as well, if needed, even. Um, so, yeah, no, it helps. Like, again, just eliminate the barriers, and you're that much more likely to get my money. Like, again, this could... I, I just don't get the hate anymore, because everyone's always so mad about it. It's like, why is it there? Oh, I can't believe they paid the exclusive. They skip, skip it from other people. It's like, Steam is a household has been a household name for so long... Like, all Epic did was come along and offer developers a better deal. You like, need you need things like that. You need like, competition. You, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, people people don't – people just forget. Like, even Steam was like, hey, so we're going to try and make things a little bit better. Fine, because they got wind of Epic. And then Epic came out swinging like, oh, that's cool. We're going to do this so much better. Like, we're going to get a better deal. We're just going to give them a better deal. Because Steam has had a monopoly on games. They pro- they kind of still do, ultimately. Like, they're just what things work on the most. Um, and no one ever calls them out. Like, they could have... To this day, Steam could just get off their asses and give a completely better deal than Epic has the ability to go ahead and do. And the fight will be over. They don't. Because they don't care. They know some of you are going to keep spending the money there. 
They know they don't have to do anything. Because they don't even have to do the bare minimum. They have to literally not do anything. They can just sit there. And some of you are hard enough to never spend your money anyplace else. You're comfortable, right? You're comfortable and yeah. it's convenient. And Gabe's got, Gabe's got your wallet. Yeah. Right. Gabe's great. Gabe's got your wallet by the by the belt strap, and and uh, hell, even this the the goddamn Steam Deck. It's a fully functional computer. They didn't yeah. even gatekeep you on there. They made it like you can put any operating system on it. You can get Game Pass on that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So I the reason why this stuff's important is is not even just for us as you know as players, but for the devs to have mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so because because I mean these stores take cuts yeah. of sales, right? To, in order to post it on their store, and of course people are going to do it because that's how you get in people's faces. No one's searching online that often anymore. So many people are seeing the next game they're going to play on that Steam homepage. Yeah, right. And they want they want they want to get the next there. Game they I'm going to play it. is typically on. Okay, what's new this month on Xbox? Literally, like I'm not even joking. It pretty much is. Okay, what's new on Xbox? I have I've gone over again. I have so many games on my computer right now that if Xbox says tomorrow, hey, this was probably leaving, I probably would say if I was started, and I'm gonna get a discount anyway, just by default for having it on Game Pass or having Game Pass. Okay, that's money bought. Like in reality, for for me as a person, I think for people who have Game Pass, you were more likely to get my money that much easier by putting it on Game Pass. Like people are like, oh no, it's gonna make it so people who don't get the full money. These are games I wasn't gonna play if I. You know, I don't know when I would have played them if I had not had a Game Pass there. So many of these games. Because it it pulled me out of that mindset I had for years with PS4 of, like, looking for those big-name games, those big titles, AAAs. Yeah, that's what you spend the money on. I'm, and I'm now back in this new era for myself of indie darlings that I can just experience. The games I just typically would never have experienced. I might have bought eventually on, like, a deal or something. And even on the counterbalance of that, right now it's the Steam Summer Sale. Do you remember when the Steam Summer Sale was the biggest thing in the goddamn world for games? Yeah. I looked at oh, it yeah. last night and I was just like, I either own most of this already or I have I can probably get on Game Pass and maybe it'll be there eventually. I don't need this right now because I have so many I have so much available to me for from things like Game Pass or even the full library I technically have on Epic Game Store without spending any money there, really. Um just for the sake of they always give out free games there. Like I looked at the whole list of Steam, and like, let me see here. I have two things in my cart. One is Mayhem Brawler, another 2D um, side-scrolling beat-em-up that I just want to give because it's a little indie dev. It's not that expensive. And I'm probably going to go ahead and buy the final piece of DLC for episode 15 when I go back and play at some point in the next year um, before 16 comes out. And it's because it's episode art, and it's like 3 bucks. So... $15.48. That's going to be my biggest purchase on Steam in, since I got Game Pass, probably. Yeah, like, and uh, same here. Just... I mean, I'm, I'm, I look on here, I look around, and I see it, and I go, heh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, because you're right, because just... we have options now, right? Yeah. We see these yeah. deals, and we're like, yeah, they're deals, but... But there are other ways they could look too. I have options, which he- which makes me hesitate. And that's yeah, yeah. Like there's so. this stuff. There's having stuff like uh, subscriptions, like Humble Bundle, where you get new games constantly. Um, mm-hmm. You can do things on Twitter, like follow at uh, Wario sixty four, who's always posting new deals about games and everything. So you can technically get things pretty quickly. Uh, the fact that we are really getting higher end free to play games. Um, coming out more and more um and just yeah it's just it's just a lot it's having from uh, amazon prime and twitch uh twitch uh game uh what is it the intro we say every goddamn episode uh oh prime gaming gaming. gaming. like uh, what is this we're gonna get like 30 free games on uh prime day next month i believe including stuff like uh, like um Mass Effect, the Remaster Trilogy. I got that on day one for the sake of I really love Mass Effect when I was younger. And it meant so much to me. And I, I, I now own that game, or I'm going to own that game on so many different ways without even fucking trying. Yeah. And, like, that's just the age we live in. And, again, competition is good because it makes these things happen. People want to make these deals. And, like, the developers are still getting paid for it. Absolutely. So, like, it's just 
the fact that all that's happening and Epic is now doing these things like, okay, well, like it's 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 weird that people like hate on Epic for exclusivity, but they're then also one of the ones doing the most along with uh, Microsoft. Of like, we don't care where you got it. Just keep the money going somewhere. Like they just, they just want to get us in the ecosystem somehow. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool. Like, yeah, sure, get me in. Like, make me come to you, or like, you know, come to me. That's like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, folks. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you have any final thoughts on that. I, I, I mean, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's, it's 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 a it's a new age, and I'm excited. Again, I'm excited. I think more. I think we're going to get more games than not. Aside of people who say, because like the bigger game studios, they're going to keep making triple A games. They're going to keep making them. Like they're not gonna go away. They make too much money. Like so many people, like a few weeks ago when we were doing that story on Game Pass burning out or Fukutaku. Um so many people were like, Yeah, but I want triple A games. And everyone was just like, look read the replies of like, Okay, but why? There were so many games available to play. It's like, Yeah, but I want the best graphics. Like, okay, but why? Everything looks so good now as it is. Why do you care that much about it being triple A? Like, I just wanna know it's the best product. And it's like those people are there. They're they are the mainstream for the most part, and like everyone always acts like you know, oh, you need to have a AAA product to make the profits. The biggest profit maker in video games is the mobile game market. No one touches the mobile game market. The mobile game market eclipses everyone combined, basically. So no, you don't need a AAA product to be successful. In fact, certainly no. It's, it's like it's not even that close. But right. It's just it's just a new age and like games are everywhere, players are everywhere, that money making is everywhere, but you gotta be willing to actually act and embrace this new future. And groups like Microsoft and Epic, regardless of how what their motivations are, um, they're making it happen. Like they're coming to us and cool. Like if I'm winning, I'm winning, period. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, go ahead and call it there for the night. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. We enjoyed having you. As always, we'll be back on Tuesday, myself and Ultima, and we'll be doing a deep dive on Final Fantasy 16 because Yoshi P, well, let's say this, as a Final Fantasy 14 fan, uh, when that man decides he wants to do an interview, he knows how to do a fucking interview. A lot of information. Look, look, y'all, I'm... Me and Gallant were up at like 3 a.m. Because we knew he was going to come back around uh, to more important stuff on the Final Fantasy XIV uh, letter with the producer before Endwalker dropped. But we were almost there like until like 3 or 2 a.m. hearing about the fucking currency the, the exchange. And look, when this man wants to talk, he wants to fucking talk, all right? That's all I'm saying. But uh, we're going to have a deep dive on that on Tuesday. Uh, we would trash talk with you on Wednesday, as always. Myself and Minus will be back on Thursday as well. Um, before we let go of the show, we did not see the beginning, but I want to make sure everyone knows uh, the date again is uh, June 24, 2022. This is a very sad day for many people. We want you to know that we love you, support you, and we are there for you. But above all else, we want to understand what makes your perfect this, especially as it is private. Make it very clear. Fuck Greg Abbott. Me and all my homies fucking hate Greg Abbott. And we really fucking hate the Supreme Court. But fuck them all. But until then, uh, we're gonna do Halo next. So we're gonna be a space alien uh, shooting a lot of space aliens. I like to shoot space aliens. It's fun. Pretty fun. I still can't believe how good Halo 2 looks like compared to like Halo 1. Given the remaster, it's like a crazy jump. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's coming up next. Uh, this weekend, I'm hoping to play a lot of Fire Emblem Three Houses or Three Hopes. So if you want to catch out, catch me with that. Feel free to join in at twitch.tv slash Um 
That's about it. We'll see what happens. You know, I know I'm just gonna record gameplay and stuff. I didn't start putting that out there. So we'll see what happens uh, next weekend. Hopefully, I will be with some friends doing um, DNF streams for Dungeon Fighter Online, the fighting game, DNF, uh, DNF Duel, and uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. So. Hopefully that's going to be hitting on the channel as well, or at least we'll get some videos and upload them there. So keep an eye on that. Uh, minus and then the phone? Uh, nothing, no, nothing quite yet. Uh, I got some stuff in development, but we're, we'll see how far that can get. All right, then, folks. With that, we will catch you next time. Later.